0: I count on one day The God that never fails will not fail me. now. He won't fail me there, and I know. might be working, ain't nothing sweet, I'm deserted, uh, deep in this furnace, you know when you can't discern if life is a sentence or purpose and when they hurt you, you are who you turn to, who you turn to, who you turn to, when it burns through, no, we didn't curse you, turn my tremble to your temple, if the answer is no, I'll be singing in this pit Lord.
1: guys. Hope and pray that all is well. Um, I haven't talked to y'all in a long time and I truly, truly missed you all so much. It's been a while. Um, I have not been talking to you all because I've been so busy, literally like busy working, busy running my business. Um, probably the time you hear this, it'd be like a month since I was over in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, um, at a vending expo. So guys, I've been super busy. I was supposed to be at another one <laughs> in November, but of course it didn't happen because we got shut down again for another three week three weeks, which sucks. So hopefully, um, I'll be able to do something virtual for you all. Um, I have been, Trying to plan, like, a virtual pop-up shop, but um I've really been trying to figure out, like, how to make it really dope, like, and all of that good stuff. So I'm thinking about bringing, like, some singers and stuff on and just maybe some other businesses to promote and sell their brand as well. So um huge shout out to everybody that supported me at the Black-Owned Business Expo over in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, toward the end of October. Um, the love and support was absolutely so real. Me and my team, shout out to Julia, we went down there with maybe like 450 like shirts, hats, um, sweatshirts, and hoodies, and stuff like that. And guys, we only came back with like 80. So, I'm not really <laughs> that good with math, but. I know that's about 300 and some odd t-shirts and hoodies and hats and stuff that we sold. And um that's not including accessories and stuff like that. So, guys, I truly appreciate you all so much. Um, it was most definitely a real a world win. Um, it had probably been I'm gonna say three years since I had done an event like that. Um Just with, like I said, the scheduling and everything like that. So you guys absolutely rock. Um, I remember posting the flyer, my promo flyer, for the event on Instagram and Facebook. And um, I honestly didn't think that that many people was going to come out. Like, of course, we post things all the time and people like it and share it. But it's an amazing thing when people actually see it. And then they actually take time out of their busy schedules to do what they do and come out and support you so to everybody who supported me thank you so much really everybody who came from the 231 um to my supporters here in muskegon if you all are listening to this shout out to you and even those that couldn't make it those that text me or dm me or send me an inbox via facebook who said you know hey could you set me x y and z aside because i still want to support you i truly appreciate it so much like I really do. The support means the world to me. And I'm extremely humble and I'm grateful because you all do not have to support me and back me up. But you all continuously do every time. And I've been doing this thing for about three to four years now. And it's just an amazing feeling as an entrepreneur to still be around and doing what you love to do, Um, because it's most definitely not for the faint of heart. So. I appreciate you all so much. You all should give yourselves a hug <laughs> because we are still practicing social distancing and I can't hug all y'all right now. But to those of you that are listening, I truly love and appreciate you all um, from the bottom of my heart. Um, So guys, like I said, I truly miss y'all. Like it's been so much going on that I have not been able to put my focus and attention on this podcast so to everybody that continues to dm me and inbox me and ask me when I'm doing another episode here you all go um I just wanted my next episode to just be authentic pure and raw um these past the past three episodes on this season which we're on season two right now um you know what I'm saying a lot of it was scripted so I'm literally talking to you all without a script or anything. This is just me coming off my own feelings. So, um, yeah, I I just wanted wanted it to be raw. I wanted it to be pure, and I wanted it to be genuine and from the heart. Um, we kicked off the season season with um an amazing show. I had Lashawn Brown out of Chicago, um, who came on here and talked a little bit about his music journey and the things that we can um, see from him this year. So since then, he has released an EP called Change Me. I hope you all go and download the EP and stream it. It's on Todd IU. Google Play, um, Amazon Music, I believe, Apple Music, iTunes. So go ahead and do all those amazing things. And on episode two, um, we had Shamara Tumblin. Shout out to her. Um And since then, she's been doing some amazing stuff. I hope you all are continuously supporting um, her single moving on. Um, But yeah, like I said, the first two episodes, it was extremely scripted. And I I just wanted it to be from the heart. Um, Some of my highest rating podcast uh, shows were those that weren't scripted. So I was just looking at my analytics and stuff like that. And I kind of just wanted to get back to the heart of everything. But I also know that last season you all had sent me emails and stuff like that. Like it'd be cool if you bring certain people on the show. You know what I'm saying? To kind of broaden my horizon. So I appreciate you all so much. And I do, one thing I will say is I do have (laughs) a big guest that will be on the show. I'm not going to reveal it right now. Um, But I have a really, really, really big guest, and this actually blew my mind when they agreed to do it. So I'm extremely thankful for them. I can't say anything yet. We're still trying to figure out a date, but I most definitely will have that podcast to you before 2021. Um, So I'm kind of reaching toward the beginning or in the middle of December um, to go ahead and get that interview out for you all but if it does not come in December I promise you at the beginning of 2021 so yes thank you all for that guys I hope and pray that all of you have been safe I pray that all 200 of my subscribers to my channel have or I don't even know if it's a channel child but (laughs) it just lets me know how many people um downloads the podcast but I pray that you all have been well. Um, I pray that you all have been healthy. I pray that you all have been in a peaceful state of mind. Um, We are in such a crazy time right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, with everything going on right now, today is November the 19th, so we're currently on lockdown here in Michigan, so I don't know where you are at right now, but we're currently on lockdown, so... I was just like, you know what, God, I would take the time out to do what I need to do to continue to talk to my supporters that don't get a chance to hear my voice uh, every day. So, guys, this is for you. Um, I just wanted to hop on here and talk to you all about the process. Um, So today I was on my way doing some stuff and it just came to me. How sometimes our journey to freedom is an absolute process and how sometimes in this generation, I feel like it's such a popcorn generation. I feel like we think that we can just throw something in the microwave and boom, there it is. It should already be perfected. It should already be done. It shouldn't have any flaws. It should just be ready, you know, to go. And I was just thinking about that um, with our journey to freedom, with our journey, with our journey to freedom in our lives, in our ministries, for our businesses. Just a journey to freedom to do what God has called us to do and be who God has called us to be. So that's what I want to talk to you all about. But before then, I do want to get into a few things. Um, I will be going on like a short term, social media leave Um, sometime in December to kind of regroup and figure out what I'm going to do with Style and Grace in 2021. Um, Also, I don't believe I told you all, but if I didn't, here it is. Um, I filed for a nonprofit organization called Grace to Overcome sometime in either February or March. Um, So right now I'm just working on some more back end things with that. And that'll also be up and running at the beginning of 2021. And Grace to Overcome is basically a nonprofit centered around young boys and girls who suffer trauma uh, from sexual abuse. Now, to those of you who don't know a little bit about me and my testimony, because I don't think I've ever shared it on my podcast with you all. But um, as a child, I actually went through sexual trauma. Um. And I'm just going to be open and honest because that's what I wanted this episode to kind of be just strictly raw and real. But growing up, um, I, for my, maybe for about my first eight to 10 years, I spent it in a foster home in Hesperia with some of the most amazing foster parents. Uh, They were called, their names were the Daniels. I'm not going to release their first names, but the Daniels raised me and my brother DeMario for many many years. Um so we grew up there. Our foster parents, they were a pastor and first lady of a predominantly white Pentecostal church over in Hesperia. And um they pretty much you know nurtured us and um kept us safe the best way possible. Um so Fast forward to when my grandmother finally got custody of us. Um, We moved in with her. My grandmother is such an amazing woman of God. Uh, I look up to her so much. She's literally like my rock. She really is like I can go to her for anything. And I just love and appreciate her for uh, taking me in and just kind of stepping up and doing at the time what my mom could couldn't do. You know, due to uh, her battle with drug addiction. So when I moved with my grandmother, um, my grandmother is such a strong woman. She raised all five of her children and the majority of their children. So I remember at one point in time we had like, shoot, maybe close to 13 kids living in the house. My mom had six And then my grandmother began to raise uh, my uncle's, you know, children, you know, then just other people, other family members sometimes that needed a safe haven. Like my grandmother house was just that house, you know, where people could come and, you know, get a hot meal and get love and affection, you know. So I had an amazing, you know, childhood growing up. But one of the things that I always felt hindered me was the sexual abuse that I had to go through. Um, And it was something that I never came out and talked to any anybody about up until maybe I was like in the 10th or the 11th grade. And as I think about my journey to freedom, about some of the things that sexual abuse caused in my life. Sometimes I think to myself, I'd be like, okay, Lord, I wish I had a spoke up sooner, but maybe to somebody that's listening out there that maybe have went through that because it's so many people that go through that, but they don't have a voice to say anything about. They don't, they don't tell people. Some people are ashamed. Some people feel like it's their fault. Some people feel like, okay, maybe I put myself in a certain situation, but no, it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? What happened to you? It's not your fault. The person that did that to you was a monster and God will deal with them accordingly. So, yeah, I finally came out and told my grandmother, maybe my 10th or 11th grade year. And from that, I felt a sense of freedom. But even after that, I still felt like I was searching because just being honest, It's like after I had went through one door. Things just had things just continued to happen. You know what I'm saying? Things just continued to happen. And. um, My grandmother worked extremely hard to keep us safe and in the best living situation as possible. Um, But one time she just opened up our life in her life to somebody that she thought was there to help her take the load off. Um, and this guy portrayed to be a man of God. He portrayed that, you know, he was there to help her, you know, he seen how many boys she had and he seen, okay, you're a single mother, you know, for the girls, they can benefit, but, these boys need somebody so he would go off by um taking us on trips you know a lot of the things I seen growing up and explored um had it not been for him I never even would have seen it you know what I'm saying I'm a guy that loves to see nature and look at nature um I don't like to play in it, if y'all know what I mean like going hiking and stuff like that but I do love to look at it like I'm the type of person I go to the beach and I walk up the stairs because we have mountains at our beach. And I just look at the water like I love stuff like that. It's so peaceful. It's so calming. And those are things that he would do with some of me and my other siblings. Um, But one day. um, He took advantage of that. And he took advantage of me. And it was, it was, it was one of, it was, it was one of the most traumatic experiences that could have ever happened to me because at the time I wasn't, I wasn't even a teenager yet. And it seemed like when that door, um, Opened, it seemed like other doors had opened for sexual abuse to settle in and kick in. Um, He was not the only person that took advantage of me at a young age. It seemed like after that happened, you know, I even had family members take advantage of me. You know what I'm saying? And it just seemed like to be a re reoccurring cycle many many days I wanted to not live I mean can you imagine you know it's it's not like it's it's my choice to pick you know the sex that I want to choose to give my body to it was just automatically taken so can you imagine battling with that for about three to four years and people doing that to you and even though you're like at the time because it went on maybe up into my early teens even though you can defend yourself you're so mentally weak you don't even know how to so I really battle with that so fast forward to high school um I just my fresh my freshman year I was very angry um i didn't I didn't really know how to express myself because, like I said, even though I had told and when I told my grandmother she did what any parent would do try to get her child or grandchild help, you know, put me in counseling and all that stuff, but it had happened so many times by multiple people. it's like, can I ever be fixed? Like for a long time, I'm thinking to myself, okay, it, there's like no help, hope, or help for me. Like, nobody gets me, nobody understands. Like, when I'm getting picked with, nobody understands why I act the way I do, nobody understands why I'm an assertive nobody. People just don't understand those things. They think, you know, he's just like that because he's spoiled or mean or whatever people thought, but they never really understood what it is that I had been through up until that point so like I said for many years I battled with that many days I didn't want to wake up many days I wanted to kill myself I remember maybe on two attempts I tried committing suicide you know I'm thankful for those people that were there in my life you know but It was many days that I didn't want to go on. I really didn't. I didn't want to live. I didn't want to breathe because I felt so disgusted. I felt nasty. I just felt broken. I felt broken. And if I can just be honest. (laughs) Some days I still do because. That's like. It's an uphill battle. In a consistent battle that I'm overcoming daily you know and one of the people that took my innocence now they're out of prison we attend the same church so (laughs) just imagine you having to continue to deal with that it's like out of sight out of mind you know what I'm saying when he was gone I thought I had my freedom I thought I was free, but what helped me know and what helped me see that I still have to grow and overcome daily is I'll never forget it. It was last year and um, I was leading worship because I'm a praise and worship leader at my church home and I was leading worship. I think I was singing um, fight my battles. I think that's the song I was singing. The spirit was high and I don't know what it was. Out the blue, I saw him. And usually when I sing, I never really see people because A, as outgoing as a person I am, I still like get super anxiety when I'm in front of big crowds. So I always try to sing. My grandmother always taught me (laughs) to sing and look out the window because if you look out the window, you will see Jesus when you sing. So whenever I sing, I always try my best to Look out the window. But it was something so strange about this day because on that day, it was this guy sitting in the audience. And I couldn't stand, I couldn't understand why I noticed him out of everybody else. So I'm thinking to myself, cause at the time I didn't really see his face or know who it was. I just kind of noticed him. And I would, I was thinking to myself like, that's weird. Like, why do I notice him out of everybody? So The first thought I think, okay, you know, I'm singing praises unto God. This song must be to minister to him. So long story short, got done with praise and worship. I end up um, walking to my seat. And as I was walking to my seat in a hallway, I bumped into him. And just so happened, it was the guy that did what he did to me. And I just remember that day so vaguely. I was so angry. I was so angry. Because all of those thoughts had came back to me. Everything that I went through, the depression, the anxiety, the trust that I had, you know what I'm saying, not even being comfortable around people. And men that had my best interests at heart, not opening up to people um, the suicide attempts the just every feeling had came back, and I was just so mad, and quite frankly, I spent like maybe a week mad at God. I really was because I had thought to myself, Lord. You, he talks about in his word about children all the time. He talks about how they're a gift. He talks about how precious they are. And I just began to think of myself and how much he loves us. I just began to think to myself, God, if you really, really love me the way you say you do, how is it that you have all power? Like you're stronger than anything You're bigger Than our problems Our situations And yet For three to four years You let me go through sexual abuse Like you got right You can just snap your finger And kill these people I'm, I'm just being open and honest with y'all Like plenty, of, plenty Many many days That's what I wanted to happen to those people And I'm like, God, you love me so much. And to a certain extent, I felt like God forgot about me. And even in some of my adult years, y'all, I kid you not, it's so many things. It's so many other struggles that one can have. And I just was like, God, why did this one have to be mine? But in that moment also, God had to show me that he that has begun a great work in you shall perform it unto the day of Christ Jesus. So what has helped me and what will forever continue to help me overcome is that none of us are perfect as much as we strive for perfection And I know more than anybody, like I'm consistently doing photo shoots for different projects. I do a lot of things that's in front of church as far as ministry is concerned. So I know what it is to try to be as perfect as possible. But I'm learning in my journey to freedom. Is that it's impossible. And the reason why. I'm calling this the journey to freedom. It's not that God hasn't freed me from certain situations. It's not that God hasn't brought me from where I was. But I just want to let somebody know that you're, it's it's always going to be something in your life that you always have to overcome. My grandmother always told me, you've arrived (laughs) when God has called you home. And I always used to say, Grandma, what you mean by that? And she she would always tell me that you won't be perfect until you make it to heaven. Perfection is impossible here on Earth. It's it's impossible. But one thing that we can count on myself and you that's listening right now. Is that we serve a perfect God. And in our weakness, he makes us strong. In our imperfections, he makes us perfect in his sight. And that's one thing I love and appreciate about God. So on my journey to freedom and on your journey to freedom, I just kind of want to leave you with a few tips. Never be ashamed to speak out. Because that's what's going to help you be free. I'm learning daily. The more and more I open up about open up to people about what happened to me, the more and more I become free. The more and more when I see this guy out. It's like, God, I'm not happy about it, but I can be at peace. And as hard as this was for me to think about and to have a revelation about. And God really he really dealt with me on this. (laughs) I still have to love him And a countless others that's hurt me And so many times in life I just went through life Because I've always been a person When people need me I'm there You know what I'm saying Like I take friendship and brotherhood and, and, And sisterhood with Certain female friends of mine that I call my sister, I take that stuff serious because anybody that knows me knows that the people that I'm friends with or the people that I consider family, those are the people that's been with me since elementary or middle school. So I keep keep my circle very tight. So when things happen to me, I've never really been in a place where I could fully forgive people. But I've learned that it holds you back. I've learned that when you don't forgive people and you don't let go what people have done to you. Those little things that bothered you in the past. They they aren't really out your life because with unforgiveness, you give room and an open door to so many other things to come back into that room. so lately i've been reevaluating a lot of stuff about time y'all here just cuz i don't know when i'm release it i might release it today but to help me um lately i've just been getting into a place where i do things that bring me peace um believe it or not <laughs> I know y'all see me dressed up all the time on social media, but I've turned kind of into a minimalist a little bit. Like literally the only thing I've just been so happy lately wearing joggers, Crocs and hoodies. I know it sounds so ratchet because I know some of y'all like Dellen, you wear that stuff. But honestly, that's what's been making me happy. And I guess I'm at a place where And I decided this toward the beginning, no, toward the middle of last year that I made a vow to myself that I would never dress up my problems to present myself to look good. Whenever I enter into the presence of God, I want to be naked. I want to be empty and I want to be real before him. If there's something bothering me, if I'm. If I'm dealing with a a heartbreak, if I'm dealing with depression, if I'm dealing with sadness, if I'm dealing with sickness, I made a vow to myself that I'm no longer going to dress it up and put on the front before God. Because I had to learn the hard way that there's nothing hidden from him. So lately, (laughs) things that's been making me happy is me just Rocking a pair of joggers in a hoodie. And just being me, I think my whole life, y'all, I never got a chance to be authentically me. And and those of you that know me probably are listening like, no, you, you. But no, I haven't. Like, I've never got a chance to just be Dellen. Because A, for one, I was forced to grow up before my time dealing with that, dealing with sexual abuse and trauma from sexual abuse. You kind of have to be tougher than what you really want to be. I've never had a chance in my life up until recently this year when I'm learning things about myself. This is the most vulnerable that I've ever been in my life, y'all. And it's okay. Like, it feels so good to be able to open up about what you deal with. It's it's so it feels so good to be honest and say, hey, look, this is what I'm struggling with. I need prayer. It feels so good to be in that place. And guys, oh, my God, for so long, I've never been able to do it being faithful to ministry at church and doing this and that and having a Christian brand. It was like, I can never tell nobody what I'm going through because it's, it's all this pressure. Outside of probably me and my sister out of our siblings, you know, sometimes people count on you for prayer and it's like, if i be open and honest with them how would they look at me you know me regaining my relationship with my mom you know what i'm saying and with her journey to freedom from sobri- for sobriety you know it's like okay she's count count on me independent on me too so it's like how can you genuinely and authentically be yourself but guys Is freedom in being who God called you to be. I made a vow to myself that in the future, um, I'm going to learn to be brave and talk about the things that I've overcame. Because Revelations 12 and 11, which is one of my favorite scriptures, it says, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. I'm not perfect by a long shot. I still have things that I'm dealing with even as I speak to you. My attitude, <laughs> I can be slick at the mouth sometimes. My thought process be off sometimes. But I'm learning, y'all. When I'm honest about it and when I open up and when I talk about it, it helps me become who God has genuinely called me to be. Not the Dellen that. Sometimes I make up and portray and post on social media. That's not who God is looking for. God is looking for somebody who's broken so he can fix them. And if I can be honest with you all. Toward the end of last year and even the beginning of this year, guys, I've been in such a broken. Oh, my God, such a broken um, place in my life. I have been, I've dealt with some stuff and people who I thought cared for me, you know, I found out we weren't really hitting it that tight. Like I just dealt with so much and guys, if I'm honest, I never had a chance to talk about it and express the level of hurt that I went through. Loving and being with people that Lord knows I shouldn't have been with or even given the time of day. Trying to fill voids from a child. Seeking after all the wrong protection. Just to find out I'm going to end up back at the same place I was at when I started. So... This next phase in my life, guys, and I hope this can inspire somebody. I'm not going to step back and accept what the enemy tells me. Because whatever he tells me is not the truth. But whatever he says that I'm not, I am. And I'm learning that, guys. So, whoo, child. I really hope this helps somebody. Um, Honestly, I was literally laying in my bed. I was not expecting to even do a podcast, y'all. Honestly, I've been struggling probably the past two months on what what I'm going to talk about. Like, I got on here and I was like, okay, I want to talk about something that's current. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a new president. Um, It's Black Lives Matter. Stuff is still going on. You know what I'm saying? I could have talked about a lot of fashion stuff because the podcast is called Faith and Fashion Sit Down with Dylan Walker. But today I just wanted to sit down with you all. And I just wanted to have a candidate conversation with all of my supporters. I call you all fashion lovers, (laughs) but I just wanted to sit down and talk to you all. I wanted to open up to you all. I kind of wanted to let y'all in so y'all can know. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a cry for help or anything like that, but it's to be aware. Sometimes we have these people in our lives that are always happy and that are always bubbly, but deep inside they're hurting. They're battling with stuff that they never really had a chance to talk about because sometimes in our culture, and I hate to say this, but it's such a fact. We're not allowed to express ourselves. It's always God got it, got to take care of it. Go and sin no more. You'll be all right. Take it to the throne of grace, but we never deal with the issue. So, guys, we grow up. We grow up broken. We grow, we grow up bitter. We grow up angry, and we grow up like robots because we just do stuff based off what we were told and taught. And it's not healthy I know they say pray about it And leave it at the altar But what about when I see that person again What about when the torment comes Late in the midnight hour So I am pressing it upon everybody To go seek help Go seek guidance Whether you gotta set up Counseling sessions with your pastor if you don't feel comfortable doing that if you have to go seek a counselor that you can go visit two or three times a week do it because what you're going to learn is when you are open and honest with yourself first God already sees it it's nothing that you can hide from him no matter how much makeup you try to put on it no matter how many Name brand tennis shoes and name brand labels. You try to put on in front of God. You still naked, boo. You still naked, bro. Ain't ain't nothing here from them. So I'm encouraging people to be honest. Sometimes honesty is ugly. Sometimes, in the midst of honesty, you might cry when you when you see yourself. It hurts. It hurts. It's not a fun thing at all. But guys, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Um Oh, I'm sorry. That was so ratchet. <laughs> but guys, thank you for tuning in, y'all. I truly appreciate y'all. Um every podcast the numbers that come in, it never, it, it, it amazes me every time. I never get over people DMing me on Instagram or people sending me emails, y'all. Like people from over the world, like it'd be people listening to my podcast in like Jamaica and China and Japan. I actually have a friend that owns a magazine over in South Africa, I believe. And I can't pronounce his name because I don't want to slaughter it. But me and him connected through my podcast. He interviewed me um, on one of his blogs. And just the amazing connections that's come through this podcast is so amazing. Like some of y'all stories that y'all tell me in, in, I remember one girl had sent me an inbox and she was just like, what podcast was that? Um, I can't remember what podcast it was. I know it was on the first season, but she just told me how it had freed her. So guys, I'm encouraged by that. On my interview with him, he asked me, "What was what's those things that you do as an entrepreneur and as a businessman that brings you the most joy? And like I tell y'all all the time, What brings me joy is when you are blessed by what I produce. It's not about the likes or the success or how many people, you know, bought a shirt or a hoodie or how many people listen to the podcast. It's when people reach out to me and say, oh, my God, I wore your your shirt and I was dealing with depression. But when I wore the he is not dead hoodie you know, it made me realize that he lives so he can help me face tomorrow. And it's it's testimonials like that, guys. That's what puts a smile on my face. It's not by the the success, it's fun, it's cool. Like, of course I'm happy when y'all buying shirts and stuff like that because that's how I pay my bills. But that doesn't bring me joy. When y'all support me genuinely, And y'all reach out to me and tell me, oh, my God, the podcast has blessed me in such a amazing way, guys. That's what keeps me pushing to do what I do. Because it's so many people out here that want to be an entrepreneur, that want to start a business, that want to have a podcast. In all honesty, people don't support them. So to be. In a place where support is coming from all over the world. And I stay in Muskegon, Michigan. Some of y'all probably ain't even heard of Muskegon. But to get the support that I get, guys, I'm grateful. That's why it's y'all support. Even if nobody never bought another t-shirt, even if y'all never listened to another podcast, I'm grateful for the support thus far that you have given me. I'm very grateful. I'm thankful. And it's y'all drive and y'all push that pushes me to want to be better. You can ask anybody in Dellens camp. Whenever I'm producing something or doing something or thinking about launching a new business venture or something like that. I will always say I want to make sure those who support me are happy and are satisfied. So. When I have 130 listeners per show, 130 plus, sometimes over 200 guys, I appreciate y'all. When people share it to their stories and send it to their friends, texting it to people. I still have those screenshots that y'all have sent me like, look, yo, your podcast, bless me. I texted to five of my family members. I keep that stuff. Because it's a reminder that I'm doing something right, y'all. Child, but I appreciate y'all. I'm finna hang up friends and get off y'all line before I start crying. But I love y'all so much. I really do. I love, love y'all to life. I have some amazing stuff planned for y'all. I have a surprise coming up for y'all in December. For sure, December. I am collaborating with someone. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I have an amazing clothing line collaboration that will be dropping soon. As I speak right now, shout out to Elijah. He is actually working on it right now. So guys, when y'all see it though, it is so top tier. Like it is so dope. It is so, so dope. It's so dope. I cannot wait to let you all know. I can't wait to start branding for it. I can't wait. Oh, guys, it's going to be good. It's it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. So I appreciate y'all so much. I appreciate y'all so much. Like I said, my nonprofit organization is coming up in 2021. Guys, I ain't told nobody, but I'm telling y'all first because y'all are the ones that support me. I even been working on music. I've been in the process of writing a lot. This journey, my journey to freedom has caused me to write about some stuff that I believe is going to help somebody one day, child. But yeah, I appreciate y'all. And I cannot wait till y'all see what's next. I have so much stuff coming up and planned, but who child? When y'all see this stuff, mm, I think, I think the kids is going to love it. So I appreciate y'all. I love y'all so much. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of Faith and Fashion Sit Down. It's your boy, Dylan Walker, CEO and founder of Style and Grace LLC. And until next time, love you all.